We have often heard everything rises and falls on leadership, but we do not always understand how important is it in our daily lives. So in this series, we're going to talk about everything around principles of leadership, being proactive, being a leader that people love to follow, and enlightening you with those minor differences between popularity and respect. We are calling it You Can Lead. I am Tina Upadhyay, joining you from India, and it is completely my honor to have this conversation under the guidance of Mr. Prakash Tugani, an international negotiations skill trainer. He's the founder of eCube's training and consulting and an international leadership coach. Prakash, welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you with us. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much. It's absolutely a pleasure for me to be uh, part of this conversation with you. Um, you know, leadership is all about influence, and I'm sure each and every one of us, uh, whether we know it or whether we don't, are always exercising influence on others. Now, that could be at a personal front, it could be at a professional front. Additionally, while we may think that leadership is about influencing others to a large extent, every moment I'm influencing my own self uh, in terms of the goals I set for myself, uh, you know, trying to tap into my strengths and my talents, trying to overcome some of the weaknesses that I might have. Uh, and so leadership, in fact, begins with leading my own self. And so these are some of the things that we're going to start doing through these conversations. And I'm really excited to see how uh, it's going to be very inclusive because it's not that only if you have a team of people, then you need to be in this particular uh, space of learning leadership. But if you... Definitely, that's what I said. You don't need a team. You don't need a team. Uh, you don't have to believe that you're a leader only if you are having a title or if you have a certain designation. But... If you care for yourself, you care for others, then you need to learn leadership. And so that's what this whole, you know, the, the series are about. Okay, so before I start picking up uh, on a few topics of leadership, a couple of stories or instances, I first just want to say thank you for your really deep impact on me and so many corporates out there. I'm so sure there are going to be so many corporates out there with your influence that you've influenced with your strategies, tactics, your wisdom. Thank you so much, Prakash. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, and I, I should say you're kind, but also you're a very keen student. Uh, I feel there are many who have had the opportunity to connect with and to share various aspects of leadership. Most of them come with an open mindset. They pick a lot from it. They go back and apply it. Whereas a few, and I think that's a very little few, who come with a very fixed mindset, they are not able to take much. So, so as I said, I mean, I'm not going to share things that are rocket science, but it's not earth shattering or something that's very new that you never heard of before. Uh, it may be a lot of common knowledge, but less of common practice. So I think if, we, if you just have an open yeah. mindset, there's a huge amount of progress and learning that I can have. Okay, so what I'd like to do, Prakash, is that you've got so many amazing incidents and that you share in your sessions and quotes that have impacted me at large. And it is always interesting to see or think how that one sentence, that just one quote, can just impact your entire mindset. 
it just opens up your understanding on leadership like things were right there you couldn't just notice them before and okay there comes this uh, instance that you're sharing or that quote and then you hit and then it just hits like okay this is right here and this is what is happening <laughs> and so i'd like to then seek your understanding on a few of your quotes that you emphasize and then i'm going to ask you specifically about one of the incident that you had mentioned once when we were having a conversation okay after that we'll just have a little uh, surprise fun uh, round a lightning round of questions <laughs> sure no i'm all excited i'm okay. i'm raring to go and please go ahead okay so i've uh, first question that i'm going to i'm going to just hit on you is i've often heard you emphasizing on how you know before you become a leader uh, success is all about you but then once you are a leader or you become a leader you don't uh, focus on that success is all about others and i've tried to understand this thing and i've i would like i would like you to unpack your idea on this and the quotes that the quote that you say like leadership is it is about you and i want to understand why do you like say that is leadership really that important that it can make and break teams teams all right yeah so let's look at the first part where success is about you before you become a leader um and i think this is in two contexts one is you become a leader in a context where you get a title and you start having people who start looking up to you and who start reporting into at the workplace uh, and on the other context you become a leader when you start realizing that yes uh, i can be a leader uh, whether i have a team or not so what happens is before we became leaders we would probably be too engrossed with our own selves and i would be the biggest focus whereas as i start understanding leadership more and i start really opening myself up to being a leader then i am not just going to be focused on my success the people that i'm with their success is my success and so there has to be a huge shift out there whilst i'm constantly working on my own self i'm constantly progressing i'm constantly looking at how i can be my best self but at the same time i'm also seeing i'm doing all of this only so that i can help others i can help them become better i can help them succeed in what they want to do i understand what they really want and i'm helping them achieve the goal so that's a very important part in leadership and i think we should start shifting that mindset from being very self centered to being centered around what my team and people want but i i really feel that these principles that you state uh, these get difficult to be believed in the initial stages of leadership as in someone uh, who is just hitting the corporate Uh, life uh, might not get these things uh, very clear until and unless they get a clearer idea you know and this uh, i believe also implies that leaders become by learning leaders can learn they can grow they can be made i mean you don't have to be born a leader it just doesn't matter on what position you are you can be a leader at whatever position you are wherever you are Yes, that's definitely the case. Uh, I think it's all about learning. It's all about uh, two words which I always mention when we talk about leadership is effort and continuous practice. Uh, and there's been a research yes. also that's conducted uh, by Florida State University that these two things are so critical. It's not about your educational qualification as much as, or not as much about your 
uh, status or you know this, the, your your skills and your talents, but it's about effort and continuous practice in the direction of leadership in the right direction, uh, and everybody and anybody can develop it. It's very much developable. Okay, so uh, one more thing, you know, that you have, uh, that you talk about often is poor performance in a poor environment is a result of irresponsible leadership. Yeah. You know, and this thing really is very tricky as in, uh, because most of the people, if they're not getting a very conducive environment in their workplace or, you know, the team member, the leaders are not very supportive, the performance obviously deteriorates. And then uh, could you please enlighten as in, why do you say this poor performance in a poor environment is a result of irresponsible leadership? So, so here it's very interesting to see uh, when I speak about responsibility. Uh, I am completely responsible for my performance and I may not be in control of the results thereof. When I speak about responsible for my performance, what I'm really speaking about is I am the person who can determine how do I want to show up whether I want to be at the top of my game or not, whether I want to really hold some high energy or not. And I'm completely responsible for that, not anybody else. But if I start blaming the environment for my poor performance, for my lack of energy, for my not being at the best that I can, possibly the potential that I have, then I'm shirking my responsibility and I'm becoming irresponsible. Uh, and that's what I meant. Irresponsible leadership is when you just let go of that responsibility of at least being in charge of yourself. Your own energy, your own actions. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, for people who are very new in this leadership journey, Prakash, okay, uh, how do you suggest they should be able to express their actions in the best way? As in, okay, the, there are people who are very new in, the, in their corporate jobs or who are just hitting the corporate jobs or who are, very, um, who are just getting on their leadership journey. Okay, they come to you and say, I care for my, oh, I care for people, I care for my team or for my team members with whom I'm working, but then I do not know how to express that well because that might be a case with me as well. <laughs> so uh, what do you think? How does a caring leader show that he or she really cares in that, in that leadership journey? Okay, I, I, you show care through your thoughts, your words, your deeds, which is your actions. Uh, and so I think from the thought level, you start accepting yourself, whoever you are, where you are, you accept yourself. And that's a very powerful space to start from. So I accept myself. I also accept people around me, uh, wherever they may be, in whatever state they are, I start accepting. Because if I'm not accepting either myself or others, I'm rejecting, so I need to accept. Uh, so that's at a, at a very deeper thought level, I start accepting others. And I, expect, I accept myself as well. Uh, so from there, I then aim to be the best version of myself. I always look at myself and I see, can I be better than I was yesterday? So I'm competing with my own self. I'm raising the bar constantly and seeing how can I be better? How can I show up better? Uh, and it's one step at a time. It's being patient. And of course, lastly, I think uh, you show care by delivering on your promise. So if you made promises to somebody 
then it's very important that you deliver on them and that really is a very strong part of leadership and that's a strong part of care. Okay, so uh, the first part that you mentioned was uh, from your thought level acceptance and then standing up to your uh, promises that you make in yeah. what, wherever you are, like whatever position is it. Okay, yes. so that was really nice. Okay, so I'm excited to ask this next question because I have seen, uh, I have often come across with like so many people asking this one. Okay, so uh, so many times we see uh, a leader comes front a situation or organization or team members where the team is not very supportive. Uh, the organization, the environment is not very conducive. And if I want to be a proactive leader, though, okay, I should be uh, uh, taking charge of my own actions, my own mindset, but then uh, that might also make me feel uh, terrible, low, or, you know, mentally exhausted because whoever I'm, I'm working with are not really encouraging or supportive. So at the same time, when I want to be a proactive leader and the environment is not conducive or the team is not very supportive, what does a proactive leader do? I mean, what can he do not to feel really terrible or bad or and still see that growth? Yeah, I think uh, the answer is in, in, in the way you frame the question, uh, Tina, I feel when you're a proactive leader, you are focusing on yourself in terms of what you can do, what you're responsible for, what is within your control. And as a proactive leader, you understand very clearly that my performance, my energy, my actions, my words, my thoughts, all these things that, you know, I am responsible for. Other people's, the way they think, they speak, and they kind of perform their actions is not in my control. That's an illusion of control there, and I need to free myself from that illusion. And so if I really have come through that space, and then I'm also seeing them in a way where uh, I appreciate what behaviors are like. So no matter how people may be, they're always, you know, sometimes behind their actions, there are, there are intentions which could be very, you know, elevated and good and, and nice. So I'm just trying to see what are some of those things that they are doing, which is nice. So I appreciate good behavior, I appreciate good conduct. Uh, and so slowly, when I start obviously being the example, and I'm responsible for myself, I'm freeing myself from that control, as well as I'm looking at what is happening well and I'm appreciating that, that will slowly but steadily with a lot of patience starts changing that environment around me. And, you know, they speak about darkness in a room. It probably takes just a candle to remove that darkness. And so you may have a very toxic environment, but if you can just be that candle uh, slowly but steadily that darkness moves away so i would say a proactive leader uh, along with managing his own thoughts or his or her own thoughts and you know being a master of what the mind is working the frame of mind being proactive leader definitely means practice i believe i'm, I'm getting that inside you know because all of a sudden those little little changes just don't come it is practice that's that is uh, taking okay i'm so glad you know to get all these responses from you and which brings me to another question uh, i picked this from one of your sessions i was listening to okay you say 
to be successful you have to determine your daily agenda mm-hmm. you said you cannot be successful unless you change what you do daily so i i like love to know it from you like what is help what is that you do daily that is helping you build your organization in such in such an amazing way and impact lives of so many individuals and like selflessly what are the, what are those daily principles those daily disciplines that are most helpful in taking you on your path on your calling you're well said tina uh we are what we repeatedly do so it's very important that we focus on some of our routines and habits one of the things i want to constantly do is to see how i can deepen wisdom about myself about others and see what stops us from achieving what's important for us in our lives and so i'm constantly trying to understand the mind better so i've built routines around my life where i have a lot of quiet time for myself i do spend time in reflection in visualization in meditation and i have this on a daily basis uh, and of course reading is a very important part of how i progress and learning every single day i want to constantly be looking at this journey of my learning uh, so i i make sure that those are scheduled in my day and there are routines that i have uh, within me and a routine is really about uh something that you know whatever happens this has to take place and it's just you know something that that happens um every time that is really inspirational and i think every one of us are getting that secret from you out from you <laughs> so we can follow okay let me ask you one more question and then we'll just uh, head towards a little lightning round of fun okay so uh, i've often heard you talk about social capital and uh, how well you emphasize on that saying social capital is very important in any leadership performance i'm just curious prakash how important is social capital in leadership i mean okay social capital is important but how does it really affect your leadership journey how much does it really matter how important is it i think it's very important for the leader to realize that they do not have to have the answers for everything or they don't have to be skilled at everything that has to be done for themselves for their organizations or for the people out there uh, but what is important is they need to have a good network of people who can get those things done or who can chip in when they you know have a certain problem so your network is important and not just a network but knowing who's there but also having that uh sense of seeing how well uh, they are ready and willing to reach out and help and support and to initiate uh and to be able to do things once you ask them to do that and all that is a part of your social capital so uh, as a leader if you want to be effective and if you want to be efficient at the same time uh, you must have a strong social capital uh, so that you can get your job done through others so uh, don't you think the social capital and leadership like works hand in hand if you are a good leader you are definitely going to have a good social capital or or if you are having a social good social capital i mean good network of people you can be a good leader no <laughs> very true very true and it's so important because leadership is 
largely about relationships. And when you have a good social capital, it means that you've got, you've developed good relationships and deep relationships with people. Uh, okay. And so you're in touch with those people, you're connected with them, and you're developing them in a way that is, is, is genuine and sincere. So if you do that well, then you will obviously be a great leader. Uh, whereas many people, I've, you know, very, uh, I've heard people who say, you know, I love to be a leader and I am a leader perhaps, but you know, when it comes to working with people, I am not so good. And uh, so then we wonder what sort of a leader they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, quite interesting that how this is interrelated, like being an effective leader being a proactive leader and having a good social capital. This is intertwined, I must say. None of the things are working without each other. Very much. Okay. So, uh, Prakash, you know, why, once while uh, you were narrating one of your incidents in one of your uh, sessions, uh, it was regarding your past experience with one of your organizations. And you mentioned a statement, you said, I am developing. Uh, I mean, I just picked it up because you were referring it to someone else. I just picked that sentence. Like, I am developing. When you are already at a position, you are already given some tasks, some work. You are doing that. Okay. Whatever, even if you are an intermediate position or just uh, you are a leader already. But then what did you mean in that conversation when you said, I am developing? Okay. Could you please just bring out uh, that narration and its core significance for us? Definitely, definitely. So this was a, a time in my previous organization when, you know, I had been promoted almost three levels up. Uh, okay. And so when I got that promotion, I was actually at par with so many others who have already been in that position for many years and very well experienced people. Mm -hmm. So I didn't allow my position to stop me from being that learner. So I was there. But I did exceptionally well in that position as well, because I constantly felt that, you know what, I'm developing. I'm, I may be called this person who's a leader and I've got the title now, but I'm still not the leader. I'm still learning. And I, because of that, that sort of a mindset and that attitude, I was always willing to ask questions from my counterparts, from my seniors, from my colleagues. I was able to, you know, just genuinely stand up and say, I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this. I have no idea what to do here. And so you'd see how they would, because they'd seen that sincerity in me and they would actually go out of the way to see how they could, you know, give me answers, suggestions, solutions, and they would want to help me. Uh, so I think that attitude I've been carrying forward to date that I'm not, I've not arrived, I'm not perfect in any sense, you know, I'm work in progress and I want to learn, I want to constantly keep developing and I'm on that journey of development. And so when I'm having that attitude, it's easier for me to you know, get all the support I need. And I think it's always important because you always have people there who know better, who are uh, able to see things that I cannot see. And so I need that perspective. Amazing. I mean, you have, have you've always worked on the principle, like your position has not stopped you from being a learner. And Absolutely. so that is what is very important and adept in making you progressive, right? Yeah. You've got to have our mindsets open. Okay. Okay. So uh, as we close for a wrap, Prakash, this is a lightning round just for fun to just get more insights from you. Okay. So besides being an international negotiation and a leadership coach, what are some of your favorite leadership books that grab your attention on repeat and that you would definitely recommend our listeners? Okay. Uh, there are certain classics I will definitely recommend to anybody. 
Uh, one of them is called Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. There's another one which is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. Uh, and you've yeah. got uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People Around You, uh, which is, uh, who's this? You know, I actually have this book with me. Uh, very much over here. Yes, it's Dale Carnegie. So, so these are some of these books that I have. That, that They are classics. I always, uh, I mean, I've read them and I keep looking back at them. Uh, besides that, of course, Tony Robbins, uh, Awaken the Giant Within. It's a fantastic book for people to really get the best out of themselves. And I feel that's a very important part of you walking into that space and getting the best for yourself and for rest. Uh, so these are some classics that I would always recommend to people. That is basically a note to me and to all the listeners, I would say. Okay, the next question is, biggest leadership pet peeve? I mean, something that really makes you go crazy. I mean, although I haven't seen you go crazy all the time, but yet. <laughs> no, I have moments. I have a lot of moments. Uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. what happens is I when I start seeing... Uh, or if there are people who are professionals and who are mature and if they are being micromanaged by leaders then that's something that would not be something that uh, you know that that makes me go crazy really uh, I think it's very important to get the right people on your team uh, but then let them do their work you know uh, you, you've got the right people they know their job but then if you're going to micromanage them, that's going to be a very difficult thing for those people to operate in. Uh, I withdraw. When I actually come across such leaders, I cannot function as much as I should. Okay. Okay. So that's a lesson as well. I mean, yeah. that is a lesson indeed. Okay. So the biggest secret, Prakash, that you would share with us that keeps your energy at high, I mean, that keeps you going throughout the day. I mean, you have a tight schedule, you have so many sessions and then so many things coming up from here and there. What is that very secret, biggest secret of your energy? Okay, thanks for asking that question. Uh, I think the word is always, I always focus on this word always or constantly. Many times people allow themselves to be down in the dumps and they say, so what? We are just humans and it's perfectly fine to feel this way. I believe, yes, at the same time, we've got the most amazing capacity within ourselves to determine where I want to be, to determine my state of mind. And that's all about being proactive and being responsible. So for me, the word is constant. I want to constantly stay at that space of high energy, of a space where I'm clear in my head and I'm not letting anything outside affect me without my permission. And so when I actually have that high, let's say, bar set for myself, that constantly I want to be this way, always I want to have this high energy then I'm able to actually say, but if I start giving myself excuses and I start saying it's perfectly okay to feel down and this and that, then then I don't think I'm able to uh, do what I want to do. <laughs> okay, so that again comes or derives from practice. You yes. are such a... It comes from practice and then when you actually have that focus, you're also then constantly practicing because yes, there are challenges, things do come and hit us, uh, hit me certainly. Uh, but when I know that I have this capacity to me and I can, I just push myself up. I just see uh, what do I learn from this and how do I move forward from here? Where should my focus be at this time? And so that helps me. Okay. Okay. So your favorite movies, Prakash, that bagged you some most important leadership lessons. Okay. Uh, leadership lessons, if you ask me, there's this, this movie called Miracles on Ice. 
and I think they've done the Hindi version of that Chak De India. Uh, the original one, uh, Miracles on Ice, is a fantastic movie, and I love that movie. A uh, lot of lessons on leadership. Tuesdays with Maury, uh, another uh, Mitch Albin um, book, very nice uh, one. And of course, Three Idiots. You know, a big lesson from Three Idiots is you yeah. have to look for uh, um, focus on excellence, and success will follow you like a shadow. Yes. Uh, so yes. That's, th th those are some very strong and beautiful uh, movies that I have learned huge yes. lessons from on leadership. Prakash, this is indeed another valuable conversation that I am having with you. And I look forward to our another episode or many episodes coming and revealing more crucial nuggets on leadership and where you'll be sharing us in, with the insights to grow that wisdom and that leader within us and impacting so many lives, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to all our listeners as well for proactively participating in this conversation. I request if you enjoy this content and if it makes a difference in your leadership trait, tactic, skills, if you have any suggestions, kindly drop us an inbox. Let us connect again with you in our next episodes. And a special heartfelt gratitude for all those who are sharing this conversation and trying to bring other people in this community, in our community, in this family. Okay, as Prakash or Mr. Chugani or Prakash Chugani, I don't know, as professor, I don't know, I've seen people referring you with so many names over the time, always say, he always says, we care about being authentic. Prakash, always, you always emphasize on being authentic in whatever you do. So we close it out and I think you may probably help me out with this. Leadership has nothing to do with positions. I have seen awesome leaders with no positions and i have seen awful leaders with great positions i mean that is the best quote i like from you prakash thank you so much <laughs> thank you thank you tina thank you so much for this opportunity and thanks to everybody else for listening